It could be a privilege to be the pastor of this church. Today I'm going to take just a few minutes, and we've already had a long, long day. We've been kind of some things beforehand in church, and then we've already had a couple of speakers today. So I'm just, today I just want to share just a few minutes of a thought. Actually, I was praying about this, and then Sister Cricket, Tuesday night in our in our Bible studies, and she's doing really good. Everybody agree with me? She's doing a really good job on the steps to holiness and taking us, breaking pieces and pieces into that, and that's really touching our lives and helping us. But in her her, her study Tuesday night, she kind of talked about this and about about time. And so today I feel like I'd already started feeling this direction, and then Tuesday night when she was actually speaking, I was like, Lord, that's, that was confirmation that that's what I wanted to speak on today. But today, if you will, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. I'm going to read two verses and then I'm going to share just for a few minutes a thought. Lord, I ask you to touch us today. In Ephesians 5 and 15, the Bible says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, as not as fools, but as wise. Verse 16 says, Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. If you will, join me in prayer right now. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today, Lord. I ask you to anoint this earthly vessel, Lord Jesus, to minister, Lord Jesus, this few minutes, this word, Lord. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today. Lord Jesus, I ask you to minister, Lord Jesus, your presence and your word to this, this group of people on the sound of my voice today. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today. Lord, and allow us to leave this place, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, leave this place with a different understanding of your word. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. When we look at the, today I'm going to talk to us today about redeeming time. This phrase I read, and it was in this phrase in verse 16, it started out verse 16 as redeeming the time. But this phrase is also found in Colossians 4 and 5. The Bible says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. In both passages, redeeming of time is related to, the, to wisdom and how we must walk. And how we must live. We must live and walk redeeming the time. If you, if you define redeeming time, the word redeem and spiritually something means something that we buy it back or we regain possession of it. If we must regain back some time, and, how you, and then you look at the word time, and the time in the scripture is, is a gift from God. And none of us knows how much of it we are, are allotted. You know, so you take this here and we're trying to regain back some of the things we've lost. And you say, well, how can you regain back time? There's no way to regain back what we've lost. And that's today, that's kind of what I want to talk to us. So I want us to kind of talk to us a few minutes about something, you know, not, not well, we don't have to try to regain it back. We got to get it, take care of it beforehand. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, the Bible says, to everything there is a season. And a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck up that which was planted. A time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together. 
a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. In your life, you know, we find through life time. There's so much thing in time. You know, there's, there's a time for everything. There's a time for all different, all different assets of life. We find ourselves, you know, in these different situations throughout our life. We find our times when we're loving something or we're hating something. Or we time of time of war in our life and a time of peace. And it just goes on and on. It just seems like every few minutes is a new time. Yep. And that is just exactly how it is. Time is our most valuable resource yes, that we have yes, we look at sometimes we look at money you know we look at our property and anything like that but but time is our most valuable yes, resource yes, every second that ticks away is a second that we cannot reclaim that's right. the, the amount of time that's been passed since we've been standing since this service has even started yeah. it's gone that's right. there's nothing we can do about it yeah. we cannot go back and change one little thing about it it is gone. It's over. Lost time is, Benjamin Franklin says it this way, lost time is never found again. And there's no truer statement than that. John F. Kennedy said, we must use time as a tool. And that's what we must use. So many times in life we find ourselves, you know, we going through time and just going through it. And I'm going to talk about that just a little bit more in just a minute. But, but we must use our time. Valuable as it is, as valuable things to us, we must use it as a tool. We must use it to, to lead us and to, to, to do what God has called us to do. Time is something we feel we never have enough of. Anybody agree with me? We never have enough time, and the older you get, the faster that time seems like it runs out. But yet, we give it away so easily. We so easily just sit behind, let that clock tick away. Someone once said, time is free, but it also is priceless. That's right. You can own it, but you, you cannot own it, but you can use it. You, can keep, you can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. So today I want to talk to us for a few minutes about God's time and redeeming His time and and his plan of redeeming his time. The first thing I want to talk about is, is our time is God's time. Yes, it is. You know, we look at sometimes we take ownership of this is my time. This is, this is my time to waste. But in reality, our time that we have is God's time. We're on borrowed time. Our time is borrowed time from him. Yes, it is. He, he actually allots us the time we have. No one else... You know, we, we think we can control our time. We think we can speed it up, slow it down. And there's so much that, we, there's that is, is a misunderstanding because God is the only one that controls the time. If, first, if we want to honor God with our time, we have to realize that it is His time and not our time. The real thing is, is God's the only one that, has, that has, knows how much time we have. 
You know, so many times in life, you know, we look at life and we look, especially when we're younger in the younger congregation, in the congregation here today, you're like, well, I got all the time in the world. I have all the time in the world. But God is really the only one that knows exactly how much time we have. Through my life and through my ministry and just just life in general, I've been a been a, of part of funerals and been part of in my life and times in my life where I've seen people from every age in a funeral. That's right. I've been a part of funerals from from very infant from the very infant of a baby, the very matter of before I actually when even born a day. And then I've been into, been a part of funerals of over people that are over 80 years old. It doesn't matter how much time you have, how much time that you think you have. God is the only one that knows that time. We live, we, we live as, is, as if there is unlimited amount of time issued to us. Yeah. So many times in life we just go through time and every day we get up every morning and we just go through whatever we want to do that day and that night we lay down and the next morning, we just take for granted that it's just we're going to get up and start a new day. And so many times in life, we just live like there's unlimited amounts of time. And it doesn't matter, if, like I said earlier, if it doesn't matter if you've lived one day or if you lived 80 years. We're all, we all have a limited amount of time. Even the devil knows that he has a limited amount of time. In Revelations 12 and 12, the Bible says, Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the, sea, of the sea. And the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Amen. So even the devil knows yes. that he has, we have a limited amount of time. The rage of Satan grows so much greater as he is limited to both place and to time he and when he can confine he is was confined to the wilderness and had but a short time to reign there he comes with greater wrath today if you ask today why is the world seeming like it's more evil why is the devil seem like he's got he's releasing his wrath so much more on this world because the devil knows his time is coming short he knows that his time is coming short today. So even even the enemy, even though the world we see is as the, as we see the world getting seem like further and further away from God, that is because the devil is trying so much harder, so much harder because he knows his time is coming short. Today we ask, why am I battling so much today? Seems like in the last few months, everything that could come against me has come against me, because the devil is throwing everything at you. Because he knows he ain't got but just a limited time. Jesus taught his disciples the necessity of redeeming time. Yes. He said, yes. we must work while work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Because night is coming when no man can work. We should start every morning of our day by committing our day to the Lord and asking him, to help us do something that day that has an eternal significance. When we go into life, we must, we must take every day with an, that, that in mind. Let me touch something eternal today. Let me do something that's significant in the eternal world today. 
James 4 and 14 reminds us that our earthly lives are no more than a fog that appears and then evaporates. You know, when we look at a life, if we do touch something significant, it will change the way we look at life. When we do, if we just look at our life as, you know, trying to do something that's, that's significant in the eternal world, every day when we go through life, the things that we face in life, if we're looking at it in an eternal view, or we're just looking at it as a view of, of just kick, kicking away time or passing away time, if we're, not, if, we're, if we're looking at it with a different view of eyes, We'll take circumstances differently. When we're sitting at a red light, instead of wasting time sitting there just twiddling our thumbs or looking on Facebook at a red light, if we're looking at it in eternal life, we'll be praying for someone that we know has a need. We'll take that opportunity. Well, I got just a second here. This red light's got 30 seconds here. I can pray this 30-second prayer for someone. If we're looking at it in eternal mind, and I think that's how we should do everything. Today, if you're looking at an eternal life, when you, when you go through life and, and when we face things, we face things, we look at it different. We change the way we act. Sometimes when you're in a restaurant, if you're looking at it eternally, you'll leave a great good tip and, and, and invite the, the waiter or waitress to church or leave them a track. You know, just give them an encouragement. It doesn't matter how good their service was. If we're looking at it eternal, eternally, their soul is more important than if they keep our tea glass full today. So if we, if we were looking at an eternal view, when we're sitting at that table, if we just look at that waitress or that waiter, their soul matters. If we invite them to church, or we need to, that's how we look at things. If we'll just if we'll get an eternal view of things, that's how we can redeem time. Because when we're looking at it with like God would see them, not the way we see them today. Sometimes in life, you know, even if we look at it that way, sometimes, you know, we go through life and we pass things. And when things start going wrong in life, it's, it's easy to get discouraged. Yes. It's easy to go, get yes. down about it. Sure. But sometimes we look at it, this may be God getting me directed my path. Mm-hmm. You know, I've talked about it sometimes. We've talked about it sometimes when we're traveling and, and we get stopped or we get a, a red light or we get stopped at every red light going through a town or or, or something happens and we get off course or off of our time course. You know, we we got to be there, you know, how us men are. we got to be there 30 minutes earlier than the GPS says we can be there. And so sometimes in life, you know, we get off that time, our time yeah. clock. Yeah. We say, why? You know, we get so mad. Well, we get anger almost in us because we're like, i, I got to get there. i got to get there. And sometimes God may be distracting, maybe not be distracting us, but God may be keeping us from, from something in our life. or He may be allowing our paths that he just have to slow us down just a little bit to where our path can cross with someone that he needs to hear a message from. So everything we go through today, if we're looking at it with eternal eyes, we will redeem his time. God has called every one of us to reach the lost. He don't just call me because I stand behind the desk. He calls every one of us, young or old, to reach the lost. And if we'll look at it with a return uh, with eternity in in our in our eyes, we look at every situation. Well, what does God want me to do in this situation? Yeah, come on. We will redeem that time. No, we can't get that time back. I've got situations in my life where I look back at, and I'm and I've shared some of these before with some here. Sometimes we look at situations where I wish I would have did this yeah, different. Amen. Yeah, sure. I wish I would have invited them to church while they was talking yeah, about that. Amen. 
But we can't do nothing about that situation. But we need to take that situation and face it forward. The next person we feel like that God is dealing with, we need to invite them. Give them a Bible study. We need to reach into their lives. And I think if when we get looking at everything with an eternal eyes, we will redeem his time. We won't have as many of them wasted, wasted moments in our life. And sometimes I feel like we just go through time. We feel like, well, the people I meet on the streets is just happenstance. I just meet them. But I feel I'm here to tell someone today, God is directing our paths. And I feel like in the last days, He is leading us. He's going to lead us more and more to people that need to hear His gospel. Because the Bible says everyone will hear His gospel. And I believe we're going to be held accountable of the time that we've wasted. The people that we've went by and not took to. Our money in, reminds us I said this earlier, I go back, I just want to back up. James 4 and 14 reminds us that our, that our earthly lives are no more than a fog. And it appears and then quickly evaporates. Yes, yes. Our money and our possessions, and I don't want to be morbid today, but our money and our possessions will be given to someone else. Yes, it doesn't matter how much money we make, how many homes we have, or how many cars we own, they will be given to someone else when we pass. Mm-hmm. Our jobs will be filled by others. It doesn't matter how much you think you're irreplaceable. When you're not there, somebody else will step up and take that job. Our families, our families may remember us with fondness, but will move on with their lives that don't include us. They may feel like they have that hurt in their life, but tomorrow comes and they have to get up and start that day without us. And I know that may be hard for some family members to do, and I've seen it in the past, and it's hard for them to do. But I've seen them get up and go forward and keep walking the path and without that loved one that they hate so much yeah. and miss so much. But the li- our lives will go on. Yes, All that remains oh, in our, of our lives on this earth is that which was invested in eternity. It doesn't matter what we do here physically or what we do here. What only thing that's going to matter is the, the, the things that we've touched that's eternal. In the end, all that matters God, is what we did or did not do to redeem the time. That's right. It's not going to matter about what we accomplished, how many 4OKs we have, or how many this we have, or how many boats we have, how many cars we have. Sometimes we think we, the more stuff we got, the better we are. What's really going to matter when we stand on judgment day is did we redeem time? Did we do what God called us to do? Did we reach the people that God called us to? Or did we walk right by them and waste that opportunity? Today, as I said, I wasn't going to be with just a few minutes today as I begin to close. I ask us today, to let's ask God to lead us and guide us to the ones that we need to, He wants us to reach Him. Let us get up every morning and pray in our morning prayer. If it takes us just a few minutes to pray or if we got a, an hour to pray in the morning, I urge you to pray in the morning, every morning. And when we pray in the morning, I urge us to pray that prayer. Ask God to allow us to touch something that's eternal. We must touch that every day. Let us stand across the place and let us, let us make an altar where we stand today. And let's just pray right now in everyone in their own voice and Pray, on to, pray, pray to God that God will allow you to be a 
reach eternal things and not worry about the, the, the earthly vessels and let's reach for the eternal right now. Lord, let us pray right now. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today.